Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Shift. What a wonderful New York evening here. Tuesday evening. Uh, I'm in my apartment. In the Lower East Side, New York City, and uh, we got a great up coming up with a comedian called Dylan Palladino, who Katie found, well, Katie knows him, I know him now, obviously, because we've recorded an episode, but Katie knows Dylan from the, the scene here, and she wanted to have him on the podcast because he talks very openly about struggling with erectile dysfunction, uh, which he... Um, has a, a pretty pretty persistent problem with, and he talks about it on stage very openly. And um, while I've done some uh, some jokes about times where you can't get it up in uh, a sexual situation, he uh, talks about it as a as like a chronic condition, uh, which was the thing that we wanted to talk about anyway. We've alluded to it a, f- a number of times on the podcast. Katie's talked about being with a guy that can't get it up. I think one or two other people have talked about that, but we haven't sort of focused on it as an episode. Katie has received uh, some feedback from some guys, you know, wanting an episode about sort of guy issues. So that's what this is. And I think it's a good app for both men and women because obviously for every guy that's embarrassed that he can't get it up, there's a woman that is uh, dealing with her own emotions around what's going on with this guy. And I think a lot of women think it's their fault. And Anyway, I won't give away too much of what we talk about. Uh, a bit of a heads up on the sound. I screwed up. I do mention it uh, on the podcast anyway. But just so you know, I, I, I left my XLR cables out in West Hampton. And I only noticed it literally seconds before uh, Dylan arrived. And it was too late to go somewhere and buy some XLR cables. Anyway, it was a Sunday evening, so nowhere was open anyway. So it's it's actually not that bad, but it, myself and Katie are on the one sort of like Zoom. I have a Zoom H6. That's what I use to record these podcasts. And myself and Katie are kind of like uh, sort of cheek to cheek speaking into this one mic. Dylan is on, uh, you know, our normal mic. And uh, it doesn't sound that bad, but... Those uh, Zoom H6 mics are quite sensitive, so there's like a little bit of sort of more apartment noise than normal, maybe a little bit more of a sort of a gentle throughout the whole episode, but it's fairly consistent, so it's not really that distracting, but it doesn't have as gentle 
a pretend studio sound that we normally have. So I apologize for that. The good news is, ladies and gentlemen, that we are on Spotify. So I finally sorted that out, uh, put in the shift. It, it doesn't come up that early. Hopefully that gets better. But if you're looking to find it on Spotify, or if you're looking to tell people uh, to find it on Spotify, just put Katie Boyle into Spotify. That, that, it comes up best when you're just putting Katie Boyle onto Spotify. Because when you put in Des Bishop, a lot of religious shit comes up. <laughs> so put in Katie Boyle and you'll find the shift. Tell everybody you know that seems to have to listen to stuff on Spotify because I've had so many messages about when are you going to be on Spotify. Uh, so we're on Spotify now. Anyway, this is Dylan Palladino talking about erectile dysfunction. Katie's back, obviously, uh, which is great. And uh, chat to you at the end. I'm out of my comfort zone. Okay. Hello. Hi. You you just talk normally. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But just stay in. <laughs> okay. Stay close. Stay intimate. Hi, Dylan. Hey, what's up? How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? I'm great. Welcome I'm, to the Shift Podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the new and old and Irish dating and then my problems. We just want to hear about your We're only problems. Gonna t- I just, <laughs> yeah, t- you took the words out of my mouth. I was having a, I was having a sip of my uh, coffee. I can read that. We're only mind. interested in you, Dylan. <laughs> No, I'm only kidding, man. It's nice. You guys are both giving me a lot of good eye contact. It feels good. I yeah, like this. I have developed a twitch in my eye, though. So have you? Like, yeah, it's distress. But anyway. Okay, well, Katie, just, just, to, just to give our listeners a bit of a physical... Uh, I, I screwed up, okay? Because I have a charmed life where I've been splitting my time between Manhattan and West Hampton. And the problem with that is you leave your shit all over the place. And I actually left my cables in West Hampton, and I only realized literally as Dylan was standing outside my door. <laughs> so myself and Katie are huddled around the... The mic of the Zoom mic, and uh, so we're more we're we're very intimate. And Dylan <laughs> yeah. is across from us with an actual proper mic. That's right. I feel like we're his parents, and you're in trouble. We yeah, know what yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys are all getting all close, and you're like, we care about you, but just tell us where the weed is. Yes. Yeah. So Dylan's voice is very strong and clear, but because we're interviewing you, it's your voice is more important. There we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about all the good stuff. The other thing our listeners need to know is that the New York weather has taken a, a, a quite the summer turn today. And I'm such a procrastinator that I haven't got my air conditioners into my windows yet. Because, you know, the building provides a service where they store your air conditioners for the winter. It's and I haven't, I haven't done it yet. And uh, it's quite humid. It's quite stuffy. Yeah. Myself and Katie are literally uh, doing a duet here on and the I'm, mic. I'm sorry. And we're all drinking... Hot drinks. Hot coffee. No, so but that's good for you. It makes you, it cools your body down. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that, is, that a, is that a true or is that a wives' tale? I think it's like it, when you drink hot stuff, your body has to cool it down. And then when you drink, or when you eat like ice cream, your body has to heat it up. Because that is one then. of those things that I've heard all my life. It's true. And I've never Googled. And I'm going to Google it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. This, this is worth Googling. Because this is, I guarantee you that everybody listening is going, yeah, geez, I always just accepted I that. I say it sounds kind of like bullshit because the only way your body can Well, cool, we're about to find out, The only guys. way your body can cool something down is by sweating. So if you drink something hot, you're going to have to sweat. Right? Yeah, let's face I'm sweating. it. sweating. You're sweating? Okay. My armpits. Oh, I'm nice. sweating. I'm sweating from drinking coffee. So They're moist. Some moist armpits. Yeah, I have a yeah. bit about moist. Check it out. It's online. Oh, no, nice. I'll look uh, it up. Um, keep chatting there. Moist. Moist is such a weird word. It's a great word. It's really a normal word, but for some reason people, people have made, have it, made it into a thing. W- women you know? specifically, I think, don't like it as much as, as I just men like do. wet. 
Um, oh, wet. Okay. And she's making like direct eye contact with me. I like hey, baby. The Smithsonian Magazine. Yes, a hot drink can cool you down, but only in specific circumstances. Okay. Here we go. If you drink a hot drink, it does result in a lower amount of heat stored inside your body. Provided the, provided the additional sweat that's produced when you drink the hot drink can evaporate. Oh, provided that the additional sweat that's produced when you drink that hot drink can evaporate. See, so you have to sweat. So you're still going to feel muggier. And it has to evaporate. Yeah. Oh, can that help your body me. stay cool. Can, can help your body stay cool. All right. Well, and that's, that's disappointing. It's not really. What we found is when you ingest a hot drink, you actually have a disproportionate increase in the amount that you sweat. Yes, the hot drink is hotter than your body temperature, so you're adding heat to your body. But the amount you increase your sweating by, if that can all evaporate, more than compensates for the added heat to the body from the fluid. So it's going to make you eventually... The increased rate of perspiration is the key. Although sweat may seem like a nuisance, the body perspires for a good reason. And when yeah. sweat evaporates from the skin, energy is absorbed into the air as part of the reaction, thereby cooling the body. There Beautiful. you go. That's enough science. That's great. I love science. Sexy, sweaty. I majored in it. Sexy, sweaty science. Yeah. Des, you, got, you should be. A, you should do voiceover, dude. You got a good. You got a good voice. Oh, yeah. well, what about as my it turns voice? out, yeah. Well, you just weren't saying of, the science, Katie. Bit of inside, Sorry, bit of inside scoop on the uh, on Ooh. my life. Okay. In Ireland, I've done a few voiceovers, but obviously, uh, number one, I have an American accent, uh-huh. and number two, I have a distinct voice. So once I got well known in Ireland, it's very difficult to do a voiceover without saying I'm Des Bishop <laughs> and I approve uh, okay. this product. And I'm telling you about sweating. <laughs> no, no, no. So. Then when I when I first started working back here a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, I was with Paradigm Agency at the time. I'm with them, I know. Oh yeah, so they said, oh you know, go to the voiceover section. But of course here I don't have an American accent. I have a very distinct New York accent, yeah, which they can hear very strongly. And most of the work is in quote unquote neutral accents. Neutral accent, that's right. right? Which is a, some weird term for you're not from anywhere. Yeah, uh, and is part of the attack on you know. Yeah, Local vernacular. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, I, I've never been managed to get any voiceover work, despite my, my raspy, smooth New York voice. Raspy, smooth. Ed Helms did a lot of voiceover work, and he talked about how it's, always a, it's all a numbers game. Like he said, you have to do like a thousand auditions, and then you like maybe get yeah, something. you get one, and you get lucky. But anyway, let's not get it. My, our audience doesn't give a shit about the industry. Yeah, we want to know about your wonky dick. About my wonky. Oh. Okay, hey, so that's disrespectful. Here we go. I want to know about your driver. First off, it's wet. Great. That's a that's a great uh, intro point on how for a girl to not talk about a dude if his dick doesn't work. Okay, exactly. to make I've, fun of it. I have lady. I have dealt with so many dicks that don't work, and that's the reason why I wanted to bring you on uh-huh. so that we could demystify it because women they're fine with it we just we'll wait Katie, we'll fix. We? yeah yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. Not no, no, but here's the thing it's good to for, it's good for the dudes listening to hear a girl say because here's the thing guys think it's the end of the fucking world mm-hmm. because fucking is all that we low-key really think about most of the time and also is a lot of our identity like being able to do it well it's what we talk about with our friends most of the time did you do it well who you who'd you hook up with all guys, they like a lot of them like to brag about having sex. So, like when you can't do it, it's a big ego hit, mm-hmm. and yes. you don't and you don't know how to talk about it a lot because nobody talks about it. And also, dudes will make fun of other dudes and call them like limp dicks or be like your dick doesn't work as a joke. And then if it actually doesn't work, then that shit sucks. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. let's ba- let's yeah. backtrack a little bit. For me, so let's let's get down to. At what stage of your life did you discover? Now, by the way, I guess 
we'll talk a bit more about like what is erectile dysfunction and different things. Uh-huh. But but for you, because I think for some guys it's mental and for some guys it's physical. What what was the process for you to find out that you've got some shit going down? I think it's, I think it's like a seventy thirty split mental physical. I think I think some of it is physical for sure. My dad has kind of issues with it a little bit. He's mentioned to me. But and he uh, he he always said that we have like blood flow problems in our family. I don't know what the fuck that means. But it's mostly mental, I believe. However, I remember growing up. um, I think like eleven, twelve. I remember my friends talking about like watching movies and seeing a hot girl and and, like getting hard, and then never happened to me. Oh right, yes. Oh, so you were aware from a young age. I was aware that like something was up, but also. I didn't see dudes and then get hard. So I was like, all right, I'm not gay. Like, I don't know what the, like, what's going on. No, did you ever wake up? Sorry, go ahead, Katie. I was just going to say for our listeners, can uh-huh. we just let you, them know what age you are? Because you're quite I'm young. 26. So it's good that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm 26. I've been dealing with this basically since I was like 13 years old. So you never yeah. woke up with morning wood? No, no, I have that. It, it's very strange. I've, I've, I'll wake up with that before... Because I, I have a bit, I started to talk like a bit about it and stand up a little bit. Like I can't do it when a girl comes over, but in the morning, like I drive a truck for a moving company, and a lot of times I'll be driving the truck to work, and I'll just get hard as fuck for twenty minutes from the vibration of driving. Yeah, it's so annoying, and I don't know what to do. But that's probably because you can't. When you wake up in the morning or in the morning, your mental state is you're not in your own head. You're a lot more chilled. Yeah. So there's like, well, I mean, you know, there's a there's a physical reason why you get morning wood anyway. Well, just because... Like, besides having to pee, you're saying? Well, just whatever whatever has to do with the blood flow when you're sleeping, right? Well, there's like... There's two... Um, there's like the, the sympathetic and like the parasympathetic nervous system. It's like the fight and flight and then like the rest and digest. And so I'm pretty sure that the rest and digest, I think, is the parasympathetic. And that is what allows you to get aroused and stuff. So if you're in the sympathetic, which is the more anxiety-ridden like fight or flight, which a lot of us are kind of in and we don't even like are aware yes. of because of social media and like, I'm kind of into like, I'm a fucking bro, but I'm also kind of like into science and shit like higher cortisol levels because of being on Instagram and shit and being worried about that. Uh, but but on, that aside, yeah. this has been a problem since before that. hundred anyway, percent. So yeah, just yes, like, but I think I, I want to talk about that too, but just yeah. to finish that point about the science because this came up in actually last week's podcast. I don't know if you listened to it, Katie, but. This so, thing about how so these we're two in, different states affect your... we're in sympathetic most of the time, which is fight or flight, that arousal. So when you're in that, your body doesn't allow you to get aroused because in fight or flight, you're, you, you don't need to get hard and have sex when you're, you, you, your body thinks that you're in danger. Yes. Yeah. So I think a lot of us are in that mode. Therefore, it's harder for us to get aroused because we cannot allow ourselves to chill out. And, and a point I'm kind of also trying to make with this is... When I've been alone or when I've been very comfortable with a woman and able to kind of like slow down my heart, be chill, feel comfortable, it's been a lot easier for me, Mm -hmm. which I think is me switching from that sympathetic to parasympathetic being like, okay, I don't feel nervous. I feel comfortable with this person. I can relax and it's been easier for me. But yeah, from the time I was 12 or 13, there has been something that was off because but were you jerking off? I was jerking off. Jerking off, fine. I no can problem. jerk off. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. I did stop watching porn in January because I thought that would help, and I think it has a tiny bit. Because in was, your teenage years, you were jerking off. Teenage years, jerking off. So when the did time. you realize, like, you started like going out with girls and shit? When did you realize? Oh, I realized I like go. I would never look at a girl and then just like pop one. 
And my friends would talk about it all the time. And I was like, what is wrong with me? What well, That doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to think that at least 50% of guys don't get hard just like looking at For it. For sure. Yeah. So, but like... Well, I also think, just because I'm thinking of a lot of the partners I've had have, yeah. had have had this issue, so I think that there is way more guys who have this issue than, than you no, would actually... I, I think so, too, and a lot of dudes are scared to talk about it or think it's, like, just them. And they but when did you mind. notice, when did you... I just want to yeah. figure out for you... When what did I notice what? Oh, like, with that a girl? That it was girl? Like a real problem. It was a real problem the first time I ever got um, head from a girl, which... Also, a lot of my first sexual experiences were, like, in a car. So they were, like, public adjacent, which definitely didn't help. Yeah. Because I was nervous and people were around. And so the first time I remember I was with this girl and she went to go down to me and I, like, just was – I was totally, like, soft. And she had to basically start from scratch, which is what happens to me a lot of times now, but I'm chiller with it and it's fine. But she did that and I I was able to, like – but I basically just went from, like – being soft to like getting like freak. I was getting head so I, and it's first time ever. So I was like so excited. So basically soft, got up, like blew it because I was like, oh shit. And then <laughs> that was it. And then I remember I asked her after because I, I felt so weird. I was like, do you have like any, I like asked her for pointers. I was like, give me a pointer, like to me getting head, which is such a weird thing to ask. And she was like, yeah, maybe like get hard next time. And I remember <gasps> that hurt <sighs> so much. And that was probably one of the first times where I was like, there's something wrong with me. And uh, I'll never forget that, obviously. That was like low-key traumatizing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, can, yeah. I, can I say something just on that point? That's a uh-huh. thing where sometimes people can think it's a... Um, they're like offended. She probably thought you weren't getting hard for her. She doesn't realize that it has nothing to do with her. Oh, for sure. And I think and a I've lot... Had... I've heard guys say that women have gotten mad at them. And that's really unfair because it's usually, it's usually nothing to do. Look, sex is awkward and, and egos are involved and people like... Everyone's uncomfortable in it, and they go, is it about me or not? So, like, yeah, I know she wasn't trying to be shitty. Also, I was 14, and she was, fit, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to expect someone that age to be Not to mention that whatever age, whatever age she is now, she's encountered that scenario time and time again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. And she knows. Come, especially when you're nervous and you're young. And also, yeah. she wasn't that hot, so whatever. But, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but so that happened. And then um, I don't think I hooked up with anyone else until I got with, my girlfriend who I lost my virginity to. And the same thing. First of all, every time we did it was in a car at the Bluffs in the Pacific Palisades. And half the time it was light out. So, like, that didn't really help. So, you're, like, nervous. 100% nervous. She was also two years older than me. And she'd already had sex. So, I felt, like, the need to impress her. And this that this is, like, that's, like, a big part of who or of what my issues have been. That I've been coming to realize, like, now is that I feel the need to impress whoever I'm going to have sex with, which I think a lot of people probably feel, but I, because the first person I had sex with had had sex and I knew it had worked with that guy and she was two years older than me and I was like this young 15 year old, I, I was like, oh shit, I got to fucking impress her. And so then that led up to it. I was in a car and also I was always already worried about not getting it up. And then so every time it was basically like, she she didn't want to give me head. So it was like, she gave me head for one second. I would be able to do it. And then I'd like jam a call on the mom. We'd have sex and I would like fucking come immediately. So it wasn't like great sex. And yeah. also half the time she wouldn't want to use a condom. And then that would just make me mad uncomfortable. But also, but obviously I'm 15. I'm going to be like, yeah, let's not and, like, use it. But, but you still got up eventually. Like, was it just a struggle for a little while? Yeah. 
Well, like you can get the one that I deal with. I don't deal with the kind of because I think you guys we were going to talk about like there's different kinds of ED. Okay. There's ones where it's like you just straight up it just cannot happen, and there's ones where you can't maintain. I'm more in the maintain area. Oh, like, you struggle maintaining an erection. I I struggle like maintaining, and uh-huh. I, I struggle getting one like if. Like I was hooking up with a girl and she was like, like we were completely naked. I'll I'll like n- most likely nothing will happen. And then if she starts to like do stuff to me, most likely I'll if I'm not super nervous, I'll be able to figure it out. However, if she stops and then I go to put condoms, number one are like boner killers always. But yeah, that's like, like most yes. guys. Well, a lot of guys struggle with that. But if I go to get one, or if she goes to like if I go to actually start having sex with her. I will get nervous and I'll feel it start to go away. So it's the, it's mainly the maintaining because so much shit's going through my head. I'm freaking out. My heart's like pounding. I know that a lot of times it doesn't work. So I'm thinking about all that. There's a lot of like – So it's very mental for you. For sure, Bill. Yeah, yeah, the, When I, I had a girlfriend for like three or four years and that was the only time that I've never used uh, like medication. I use medication all the time. I'm so when did you start it. using the medication? Twenty uh, one, yeah, like the actually no twenty. You went to college. the doctor, or you started yeah, getting I went them on to the, the side. Doctor. I went to the doctor. I went to the side after because they were so fucking expensive. But I went to the doctor at first, and I was like, "Yo, this shit's happening. Like, I don't know what to do. It was weird." And he was like, "It's not a big deal. I'm seeing more dudes your age, like, kind of not being able to deal with it. Here's a prescription. Go get some." Cut it in a quart. I'm going to give you like a 100 milligrams of Viagra. Cut it in fourths because you, like you're only going to need that much. Yeah. You know, some guys only need like just the – they just need to think they're taking it and then they're good. Yeah. Like placebo. And so first of all, thank God the patent on Viagra ended like two years ago because that shit was $60 a pill, dude. 60 bucks to fuck if you're taking it. Sixty well, bucks. Divided well, divided by four. by four. Even then, for a college student, fifteen dollars. I was like, "Damn, dude!" And sometimes, if I took one, sometimes I would get so. Here's the thing with me: I would get so nervous it wouldn't work. Sometimes, even if I had that, I would still not be able to fully maintain it. So that's how much my head was in it. Yeah, but there's payments for you know girls pay for the pill. It's, it's yeah, for as sure. expensive. So I'm, sure. yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Girls <laughs> it's not a gender war thing. Sorry, a gender war thing, lady. <laughs> women have it harder. Okay, I'll say that on record right now. We know women have it harder. Okay. <laughs> This is the, He's it, just talking about his own thing. Jesus no, Christ! Like, I mean, like you know, of course, you know, it's at the end of the world that there still was a bit of a payment towards it. Like, like you said, twenty five. That's not that. That's not that expensive. You go. Yo, for, what the twenty five thousand? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, twenty five thousand every time you take it. Every uh, time I have sex. Every time you take yeah. it. Oh, that's every not. Time you have sex. Oh, sorry, I thought you. But were still, I still wasn't like you know, women never have to pay for. Sex. No, no, I, I know, know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Like, also, we have to buy condoms. Whatever. Um. So. <laughs> But yeah, so like I was doing that and then I realized like this shit is way too expensive. I'm not doing that. And then my dad, he had some stuff that he like got that was a lot cheaper. And I was like, dad, like hook it up. And so what was that? Gave, he was using Cialis. Cialis. Which is better. Because Less you longer. Take, you can take one and then it'll last for like the entire day. Or you can take – so like a lot of times – here's the shitty thing though. If I thought I was going to have sex with a girl, I would have to like risk taking one. And I only had a limited supply. And then sometimes if the girl didn't come Wouldn't over, I'd be fucking, t- I'd be pissed off. Like I just wasted oh one of my gold. God. Like you know, I had the magic ticket, and then she didn't even come over. Like what? I, I guess I have to 
jerk off and be extra hard for no goddamn reason. Just <laughs> bang holes in the wall because like whatever. But so that so that was happening. That was like when I was 21, 22. And then, and then, my brothers told me about this like kind of illegal like like website that sold peptides for dudes that were like bodybuilding. And on it, they had a liquid version of sildenafil, which is the active ingredient in Viagra. And so I would get that, and it was like 60 bucks. And so I would just like put it in this little vial, and then would take that if it went out. And that one would work, but also like I'd get fucking headaches like the next day. I didn't give a shit though. That's how much like I didn't care and how much having sex was like the identity thing that I needed to conquer. That I was like, I don't care if I kind of have a headache for – Six hours the next day, like I, I gotta be able to fuck this girl. You know what I mean? And it was after I broke up with my girlfriend, so I wanted to kind of expand and go on. Yeah, and then, worried about having stage fright. Hundred percent. And then recently, in the past year and a half, like a lot of brands, like Hims is one of the one who I've used, and I kind of want to like do a collaboration with them because it's pretty awesome. I've used them, and it's it's made it a lot easier because now it's like twenty five bucks, and you get ten, and like that's that's great, more than enough. Yeah, so, so it's like. The pill once it you know twenty five yeah. bucks a month yeah but you never tried to you never you, you never thought about just trying to tackle the the mental side like this thing that builds up in your head I think uh, I think people don't believe how strong like their brain is and how it can affect their body like I mean I'm twenty six I'm like just kind of learning to embrace the mind body connection more and like get it better but. I was convinced that it wasn't just in my head. I was like, I know people say that and whatever, but there's something wrong with me. Because I remember reading something once that if, yeah. you're, making up with, if you're waking up with morning wood, it's more likely in your head. For sure. Because you, you can get erect. And I knew that, but I still was like, I just, I just, it's easier to go, I mean, this is getting into a big thing, which is like, it's easier to take a pill than to come to terms with what's going on in your head as being like fucked up or something you have to deal with. And so instead of me having to come in terms with that, I went, let me take a pill. That'll make it easier. It works most of the time. And I'll figure out that mental shit later. Do, have you ever gone to therapy first? Oh, I go to it now. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. She helped me realize half of the, this shit now. And I, I still go to it like once a week. And Because I had a hypnotherapist on last yeah. week. And even though I knew we were talking about this week, they, they got into a little bit about that. They I, got into this thing about how what you were talking about in terms of uh, the, how the fight or flight kicks in and that actually uh, you know, blocks your nervous system from allowing you to get hard. Yeah, for sure. And, and can, can I just say from like a woman's experience, if I get in my head, I can't orgasm. So it's like a similar. Yeah, I know did that. You, did you listen to last week's app? It's uh, okay if you didn't, Katie. I was Katie. going through a break-off. It, it, <laughs> you're letting the cat out of the bag. We can't talk about that and not talk about that. Okay, we will, not. we will. We'll talk about it another time. But no, yeah, I, I was a bit upset this week. So, but I, pro- I was actually planning to listen to it on the way home. Today, oh, so. The only reason, because they they basically talked about the two things in, in, in symbiosis. Mm-hmm. That, the, the, that a lot of the, the things that block men from getting erections are the things that make women harder to have orgasms when they're with somebody else. And it's that thing of how the how you, you end up in a, a, a situation where you start to worry and that affects your nervous system. And it 100%. Same you way that you can't pee. You're in your head. Yeah, I used to have... I still have that sometimes, but not as much Stage as... Stage fright piss. Well, you just like get in your head and you start thinking about shit and you're like, why can't I pee? And then as soon as you think, why can't I pee, then you're not going to be thinking, able to. Yeah. But so that's where I'm... That's, I also realized, like, actually, talking to therapists and stuff, I would go through... Like, I'm going on a date after this tonight, right? And I don't think she's coming home with me. It's fine. But when the I first was, date, yeah, 
Who, who knows? You're going to have that shit in the back pocket, though. Oh, I always do. It's in my wallet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I'm like a deal. I got fucking other comics coming up to me being like, yo, can you pass me a couple? I'm like, yeah, I got you, dude. Um, That's nice. Yeah. you got. I mean, spread the love, man. Be- people, like, deal with this, and I go, it's not a big deal. My whole joke is, like, we, you have sex for, like, 1% of your life. Maybe. So, yeah, it affects it a little bit, but it's much more important if you're a good person and, like, give the charity or something. If your dick doesn't work sometimes, all right, whatever, man. Like, you're, you can still have a fulfilling life. Yeah, but the know? truth is that you, you, I, you, you talk about it in a way that's, like, almost, like, I think the way that you're talking about what you consider to be this chronic condition. Yeah. A lot of men are like, oh, that, that, that happens to me from time to time. It's not like a- Yeah, but this happens to me every single time. So I might as well... Not like there have been times when it just hasn't worked. So when you're in a long term relationship, yes, no change. Long term relationship, it took me two years for it to finally come through. Really? What I'm saying is that with me, even long term relationship, it it does not on its own like, for lack of a better term, like activate. You know what I mean? I still have to. So I'm different from other men in the sense that, and I and I remember she, I broke up with my girlfriend like two years ago, and then I saw her last summer. And she told me how she had been with another dude. And she was like, yeah, with him, like, I'd be saying goodbye to him. And then I would just feel that he was, like, hard. Right. I was like, number one, thank you for that. Like, like I don't know why the fuck you're telling me that. But number two, I, re- I, I came to realize other dudes can just activate like that easier. Yeah. So, yeah, some guy listening who literally it just – there's nothing there might be like, oh, dude, you have it easy. But – I might as well have it not work because most of the time with women, it's if I don't if like if I'm not taking something, it's not going to work. Is is basically the thing. Right. If I'm not okay. taking something. It's not going to work. I'm going to get nervous. I'm going to get in my head. I'm going to get super fucking embarrassed, and I'm just going to go down on her yeah. because like that's that's been my way to figure it out. I will say it's helped me get really good at that because I was so worried about fucking up that I was like, all right, I might as well just like get good at this. I mean, for you, is it easy for you to just, like, activate? Is that... No, like, I, I, I have a whole routine about not getting up sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting to talk about this on the oh, podcast, yeah. but I wanted to get your personal experience first. So, when I was... But with, just, just yeah. so you know, I ask a guy in the front row, uh-huh. have you ever been in a situation where you're into it, but it's just not happening Working, downstairs? Yeah. 90% of the time, guys say, yeah, that's happened to me. And I mean, especially if you're drinking... Like if you're yeah, but I, I say that I, I say I don't ask for an excuse. I just want the answer. Has it or has it not happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's my response to when guys when guys guys say yeah, you're brewers droop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whiskey mm-hmm. dick or whatever. Yeah, whiskey nah, dick. Dude, it's yeah. called brain dick. Okay, it's anxiety dick. It's not whiskey. But when I was with my ex, after two years, I could like, cons- I consistently didn't worry about it anymore, and I was like, if I'm with her, and like she knows what to do, I'll be good, and we'll figure it out. And it was no longer like. A real issue which I think why when we broke up it was a little bit harder for me because I was like shit I'm back to square one and she was I considered her the first person that I actually like had sex with do you know what I mean yeah there were people before that I did but I was just like so surprised that it was even happening and was like happy but I wasn't comfortable again in that like state of chill I was in that Basically, get it up and then try not to come for a minute and then come. And that was it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Had sex, though. Like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And so with her, it was like, okay, this is adult, 
making love. I don't know. Making love. Yeah, making love. Exactly. Oh, I love making love. Yeah. So it, so it <laughs> happened. So you've been with guys that can't get it up, Katie. Oh, right? so many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so many. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. There was one guy who smoked a lot of weed, and honestly, it was the first time we were going to have sex, and mm-hmm. he was high, and I think he really just got in his head. He said it was the weed, but I think he was just nervous. Um, then another ex-boyfriend. Yeah, if he was drunk, he wouldn't get it up. Um, another one was wouldn't get it up for the first month um and like i'd even tried to go down on him to try and but he just got so in his head and freaked out but yeah, i've had what, it happen that's the worst feeling is when a girl's like trying to give you head and you're like in your head like yeah, it's just not working please yeah. work dude what are you doing and you're trying everything you're like trying to think yeah and that's yeah with him, with him i just um we kind of like i just demanded honesty if that makes sense i was like you need to kind of tell me what's going on in your head and he was like i'm just so fucking nervous i'm afraid i'm gonna i'm not gonna deliver or whatever so we just worked through it that was it i think if you just are straight up with a girl like as it happens sometimes and and if you own it i think owning it is the best thing to do because you're like because if you treat it as not a stigma not a big deal and you're like yes yeah, happens to me sometimes like i'm sorry I'll, I'll try and figure you out and and make sure you feel good but this happens to me and i'm okay with it the other person will most likely feel more comfortable with it and if they're shitty about it, then they fucking suck, and you oh, don't yeah. want to see them again. Well, you know either I mean? they suck or they're just like the first encounter, so they're like they get it. They don't, they don't get know it, you know. Yeah, they get, they're like a little um, embarrassed themselves for sure. Well, and I'm for the guys. Were you embarrassed? What, like, how did you feel the first? Did, first of all, when it happened to you, Katie, did you know that that might be a thing? The first time, no. The first time I was like uh, seven, eighteen, maybe, and I I thought, oh my god, he's not attracted to me. That was the first. But yeah, I was just what, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I asked him, I was like, are you attracted to me? And he was oh like, no, I'm just so nervous that we're going to have sex. That's, so that's, what I ha- that's in my routine about women yeah. say, like, what's the matter? You don't find me attractive. And, and so after that, and then I had a, a long-term partner where he would kind of struggle sometimes when he was drinking. So I kind of, so then yeah. with the guy that I really liked, the, the month where we couldn't have sex, he got really frustrated with me one time about it because he just couldn't get it up. And then, which mm-hmm. I think is unfair as well because you can't get, mad at your partner so I was like don't get mad just explain to me what's going on and we'll you know I, I you know I feel like most people would be pretty understanding once they know and then he was like it's a mental thing yeah, yeah but which guys, it is yeah. it is and a lot of guys are just like like I said they're so tied to it that they don't want to admit it's like it's easier to admit something's wrong with your body than there's something wrong with your head a lot of people like so that's our whole talk about mental illness people are like feel uncomfortable being like yeah no i have something going on with me instead of you're like oh yeah my arm's broken yeah well this guy specifically he had gone to a therapist uh years ago because of it it happened after i went to one yeah too well his was linked the therapist said it was mentally linked because a long-term partner had cheated on him so anytime he has a new partner he has like kind of like a trust trust issue yeah. yeah so he has to make sure that they're really they're you know going to be sticking around before you never had a one-night stand or anything i also think and i've heard people talk about this and heard guys talk about it it's linked to how much uh our generations because it's like because like our generation is happening to a lot more than i think it did to like your generation you're gonna just separate yeah, our yeah, generations yeah. right now well i mean that's in the podcast title <laughs> so you know, I, was like, hey, I was like maybe i'm allowed to do that i mean i told you man you look good for i don't even know how old you were like 32 or how old are you yeah oh you just tried I'm to 43 bro yeah, yeah bro you like that you well done. getting hard right now yeah but art like if i was 32 i'd be getting hard right now but you know I should get older, <laughs> that takes a little bit more than just a compliment right uh, like I, I'm 26 kids like I guess what millennials or whatever we dude we have so much more access to porn 
and there's so much porn and it's so high def dudes can watch it so much and it's creating this unattainable standard and unattainable um goal for or like base for what you think sex is if you're watching all this porn and then you think not only is it the crazy shit ever but also i mean you've been on tv sets and like seen shit all that lighting and everything it makes it all look good like high def the have there any science behind that or these are just what? assumptions that no people, people have talked about it like therapists have talked about it Psycho- like how psychologists have talked about it there's a big they, they think a spike in how much porn they're watching and it leading to guys like expecting more having a higher bar yeah. So relax, realistic. Uh, sorry, higher expectations of their own performance or what? Higher they expectations think of sex? like what it looks like. At least for me specifically, I remember I would watch porn and then I started to play out in real life. Like, okay, this is what. First, I'm gonna get ahead. Then we're gonna go do this. Then we're gonna do that. And and like I started seeing like I would on the screen the POV like that's how it looked. And a lot of dudes have talked about stop stopping to watch porn and it leading to them not having performance anxiety or ED at all. Like it's definitely linked to it. And they've like they've they've shown that there's been a spike with there's just so much porn and people can watch it so much. And also when you're in that like voyeuristic place, you're able to be chill because there's literally no pressure. There's mm. no stakes. You're just there to watch something that's enjoyable and then you don't have to worry about but then when you get there with another person you're like dealing with them. And also, it doesn't look perfectly lit. Well, maybe we should start yeah. calling it performance anxiety and not erectile dysfunction. No, a lot of it is, yeah. I, t- I, I call it performance anxiety and ED because it's, it's definitely both. It's, but you it's, probably do have a little bit of a physiological thing. For sure, on. I think. Like you probably have like like in that Viagra works because it makes the blood flow, right? Yeah, like but so what I'm saying is that sometimes I would take it and it still wouldn't work. And I was like, okay, there's something wrong like – Moving wise, yeah, like you have like a physiological yeah. thing where you're more prone to it. I would assume, right? Yes. However, I've noticed recently, like I don't know how deep you guys get like on the show in terms of like raunchiness and shit. If I've been alone with myself, if I've been aware of like certain parts of my body and being able to like release, I was like, oh shit, that helped. So I think there were certain like muscles and shit that I was unintentionally, subconsciously like tightening up, which right. was also restricting it as well how do you just yeah i mean i didn't discover it until i was like all right i literally remember i was like i'm just gonna not try like some dudes might get this have you ever when you're trying to like get hard and then it's not working do you know like when you try to tense up because you know sometimes that'll help like have you ever experienced that when you're like trying to and then tense up to try and like kind of make it a little like oh yeah you mean like give it a squeeze exactly Yeah, yeah yeah Like down there, kind of like the pee, like we know when you squeeze at the end, you'll sometimes do that and you'll feel like, oh, that helps a little bit. If if I do the opposite of that, I've felt it help more. So I go, oh shit, maybe that's cutting off blood flow or something. So I was like, okay, yeah. So for dudes out there, try to not get hard and see, like if you're alone, see if when you're just there doing your own thing, if you like fully can just relax and go... Almost to where you like you don't feel it, like that. See what happened. I'm telling you, man. I noticed some shit happened recently, and I was like, "Whoa, this is tight." Here's the only it problem. Nice. What's a small problem? What's up? About eighty percent of the people that listen to this podcast are not men. Other women? A lot of women. But What's for, up, girls? Well, for the women, they can be like, "Hey, my brother or boyfriend, do you have any problems? Listen to this episode." And exactly for the women, they can exactly. They 100%. Can. Tell your fucking boyfriends and brothers to listen to this shit. 
Yeah, husbands, fathers, and your husbands, fathers, so even grandpas, man. A lot of grandpas have this shit. It's a little different because they're older and their yeah. shit straight up is just not working. But well, it's just good for the women to know as well that it's not as big of a deal. It's not or like how to like you talking about it is great as well for us to kind of yeah. And I think for girls, like I'm trying to think what's been the best way I've had a girl deal with it is for her to go. No I don't. problem, I'll look your ass. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm, She's really? like, let me rim you up. No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh I was like, no, oh, no, I didn't no, no, do no, that no, no, with the last no, guy. No, no, no. No, it's control all the leaders up your ass. Nobody knows that, but that's yeah. where the reset button is. No, <laughs> what, your prostate? <laughs> just, hit, just hit that? Yeah. Yeah, just hit the reset button and control all the leaders. I mean, honestly, I've had a, I've had one girl go up there, and it was actually, it was, it was all right. It was pretty nice. We, well, we did a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. It, uh... Well, sorry, I don't want to sidetrack yeah, 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 it's all right, yeah. I was just kind of kidding around. Um... As a as a comics do right? Yeah, no, but I, I yeah. no. I'm fine. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? I got. No, I was saying for like oh, girls, yeah. uh, the best I've had someone deal with it is her just be like, like it's all good. Like I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. if a girl's like, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm having a good time, and she's like, I truly don't care. And even if she hasn't, maybe lie and be like, I've dealt with it before. Mm-hmm. Then it makes the guy feel like he's not alone. Yeah, well, that, yes. that's what I did with my partner. I said, I actually said the orgasm thing. I was like, mm-hmm. I find it really hard to orgasm if I'm not comfortable, so don't worry about it. And you can yeah. just keep eating me out. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Just, just <laughs> he went down on me a bunch before yeah, we had sex. Keep, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, a girl could uh, suggest that, be like, do you want to, if you want to just go down on me and then make sure I'm good, then you don't have to worry about it. She can suggest that. So you can just, like, if a girl's willing, I know some girls don't want to do it, but if a girl's willing to be like, I can go down on you and try and don't worry if it doesn't work we'll figure it out like the more cool and accepting they are the more the guy's going to be like damn this is nice you can also say hey listen I'll tell you what I'm going to leave go. the room for five minutes there we go you fucking go at yourself 100% get yourself hard and yeah. when you're ready tell me to come back in yeah. Right? And then have the condom out and fucking whip that condom out ASAP yeah. and get on top of this motherfucker before he has a chance to go back. Usually once you start fucking, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That advice, advice, yeah. Least. Or or just if you're the girl, be like, how would you watch me touch myself? That shit's fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude. that shit is fucking hot. And the guy will also be like, this is crazy. Yeah. That's what. That's so funny because that's actually what happened with the guy that I'm talking about. Uh, I always touch myself during sex because it gets me off. But he well, said. Well, that's how you have to because most guys don't know how to have sex and hit your quit. Anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He said that that helped a lot because I would do that. I'd start touching myself and then he'd start to get hard. So then each time we did it, it got a little better. And he was like, it just helped so much. For with, sure. And yeah. dudes love to see girls get off like obviously yeah, guys love to see gr- yeah. guys love to see girls doing some of the work for sure yeah exactly take, for take once pressure off. oh my god they pay $30 birth control once a month and they think it's such a big deal no no Jesus. but I mean literally like, I, don't, I don't pay any birth control yeah. okay, you buy- <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I make them buy condoms but I do a lot of hand work my muscle and my arm is sore is so it? yeah you should stretch it out well, switch hands yeah no, no but for I'm real not, yeah yeah Touch. I mean there's a bunch of different as long as the guy feels like oh she's down to try it out and she's not freaking out then, like you're good, and the, and the I think girls, look, most girls are nicer than guys, so anything you're doing is most likely going to be very nice to do. But as long as you tell them like, hey, I'm cool with it, we're good no matter what, and I don't know, like saying you don't have to impress, like maybe if you some of you say like, you don't have to impress me, like I'm here, I'm good, that might make the guy go like, oh. Oh yeah, like takes a breath. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it depends on the scenario, too. Sometimes, like, if it's a one-night stand, it's hard to be so... Yes, get, I will know. say, one-night stand, I mean, yeah, but, but, but you might not be able to... The guy's going to get upset, and he's just going to be upset. And that's okay, just but the that's way just the way it is, yeah. There's nothing worse than a girl saying, like, let's just go to sleep. That's the worst phrase for a dude to hear, but also, there's nothing else... For you to say, the guy's tried. He's tried to do it. It's not working out. Like, yeah. I mean, listen. Sometimes it's just awkward. There's nothing you can do about it. Hundred percent. And also, yeah. The, I, I don't think I don't think girls do this, but you don't have to take. It, it's not all on you. You don't have to be like, well, what do I have to do? And and oh, I feel bad that it's not. Whatever, man. It didn't work out. Again, sex. We make sex like this fucking thing all the way up there. And at the end of the day. Like, it is important, but no one is dying and going, I wish I had fucked more. Like, I wish I had spent more time with my family. I wish I would like, done more shit. So, like, yes, sex is important, but at the end of the day, like, maybe make it, I don't know, for me, maybe make it not as important. Like, make it just this thing that you do and it's awesome and you love experiencing with someone, but it's not the be-all, end-all. You're going to, if you can't get it up, you're going to wake up the next day and you're still going to be able to walk and you're still going to be able to literally do everything. And... Is that girl going to talk about you to her friends? Probably not, honestly. And if she does, so be it. Fuck her. Yeah, I don't know. But listen, this thing about anxiety, you know, because I remember I did this. I did this episode on my my own podcast about anxiety. Plug it. And just, no, it's it's not active. And, uh, you know, I, I just became aware of, like, certain feelings that I had throughout my life are, like, actually connected to anxiety, which is not really a, t- you know, as a, as a condition, it's more of a recent phenomenon of talking about Me too, it. yeah. Last two years for me. So, no, but no, but I, as a thing, it, it wasn't a thing that people talked about in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. It's more like a, pheno- you know, becoming aware of this as a, as a, as a condition. Yeah, the past And when years. I looked it up at this, this particular time, I had a stressful situation going on. They talk about the fight or flight feeling that you get in your legs, you know, the way that adrenaline affects mm-hmm. your, your body, you know? And once or twice at a time, we're like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm just not, I'm not getting it up with this girl. It's, like, really embarrassing. I mean, for me, personally, the, it, it happens in a new situation. So that's I, So I think it's good to call it, like, performance anxiety. That's why dating sucks. But yeah. definitely always connects with that feeling in my legs, which I'm now acutely aware of as being the effects of adrenaline residue in your body and how your body is affected by adrenaline. And I just find it very interesting that you brought that up, and these hypnotherapist people yes, last week brought it up too, about how the you know the way that your body reacts to stress, anxiety, being nervous, My legs actually will like shake. Shut, shuts down that other part of your body that allows yeah, because you your body's like, dude, your your body thinks you need to either run or fight. It's like, why you're not going to sword fight with your dick, dude? I don't need it to work at all. Like, no blood is going there. It's going to your legs and your arms. Yes. And your heart. That's it. No, nothing needs to be all pathways shut down, gridlock. It should send the part of your body that allows you to what you were saying to like. Well, pathways. I don't actually. I, I can't speak with the words because it was the, they were saying you alluded to it earlier. At the it's your parasympathetic and your oh, sympathetic right. nervous system, which are part of your autonomous nervous system, which is like spinal cord, brain. It's stuff that you don't have like voluntary control over. It's like your involuntary nervous system, but it's stuff that controls. Like parasympathetic is. When you eat, it'll that'll activate, and then more blood will be sent to your stomach. You'll like you'll relax. You'll you'll release. Um, 
what is it called? You release insulin. So you, it's, it, it's basically activating the nervous system that all of the things it does is to help you sleep, eat, and have sex. Like that's what that activates. And then the sympathetic nervous system is the one that like you ever get that feeling in your chest where you're nervous mm-hmm. maybe before you go on stage or you meet someone for the first time and you get a little bit of like that's your sympathetic nervous system act like activating because butterflies is the word butterflies in the stomach okay caterpillars then they turn to butterflies uh that's that part of your nervous system activating because your body thinks it's in danger like it doesn't know what a date is it just knows you're nervous and it associates being nervous with some kind of danger. Like, the da- the only danger is, oh, I hope this goes well, or maybe it'll be embarrassing. But your body goes, yeah, I'm is. used. To, your your body doesn't know that we're in the fucking 21st century. It thinks we're still fighting for our lives. So it goes, oh, you're nervous. All right, adrenaline up, cortisol up, make make you able to run away, make you able to fight, like make you able to react. So and, in relation to yeah, a female finding it hard to have an orgasm, with somebody else. Uh, the example that was given last week was so you start to think I hope I have an orgasm but really uh-huh. what you're saying is I hope I don't fail exactly right so then you, you start to worry and the worry actually I mean the way that she was describing it last week Kate was that it uh, essentially kind of like you take away some of the, the ability to have pleasure like actually your nervous system won't respond in the same way so you're essentially you're kind of numbing yourself well and yeah. I think it's important in the roles reverse also if there is any guys to listen to this I find it when they're like are you enjoying this are you enjoying this or like if I'm not making enough noise or whatever yeah. so then I'm concentrating on letting them know I'm enjoying it but I'm not really so there is a there is a same thing both partners can just chill okay but if that guy is trying to make sure you're having a good time because when I have sex I try yeah, as which much is as fine. I can what is the way would it be better if the guy goes like what do you want are you like because are you enjoying this can be kind of like it's putting pressure on you but if the guy goes what do you like do you like that is that better like what's or, or, the best? or just say it once but i've had people say it multiple times like you know yeah, so trying to well, and but it's better i'm better now at communicating what i want so that is different as well so mm-hmm. um but Really, it's inexcusable that you didn't listen to the last ep, Katie. I yeah. was. I'm having to review the last ep. Um, no, I, I was actually thinking today on the way over. I was like, shit, I didn't listen to it. But I really did have a really horrible week. So I think I have an excuse. But I, I, I mean, just so you know, the night that my mother died, I did an episode. But anyway, it's totally fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Katie! He's oh clearly more committed than me. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've I'm been kidding. No, no, it's fine. It's just that... I, I, the only reason I wish you had because it, 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 it turns out that I should have told you to listen because it directly relates to. Uh, but I didn't even. I didn't even. I completely forgot. To what forgot. we're talking about. Just, you just know? with everything that was going on, that I was busy with work and had shows, so I just. All Katie knew is that my dick doesn't work. So you know that's the important thing. Well, hey, I got you, yeah. and I wanted to sp- but speak. But I don't even like. The, I don't even like that language, to be honest with you. Yeah, that you yeah. I know that you're joking. Well, here, I say it like that because I want to make it not a big deal and mm-hmm. to joke about it, like. Not, it's not like taking it back but if I'm like if I go oh yeah my dick doesn't fucking work and like make a joke about it it makes it not a big deal right yes. that's what I'm doing I know but I know what you're saying using the language and if someone says to themselves seriously oh my dick doesn't work then they're re- like replaying in their mind and then you know like we said your mind's strong they're telling themselves and then their placebo effect their brain is believing oh it doesn't work so it's not going to work because in actual fact yes. what, what you're saying is that you know, often I find it difficult to get an erection for, uh, for a variety of reasons. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm comfortable, then I'm chilling. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, I'll figure it out and I'll get there. 
and I don't and and it's part of it is me accepting that like I am not like those other dudes who were able to just like bam yeah and I think what you're saying is well a lot of it seems to be like the pressure you're putting yourself but for any guys to listen that most women a won't mind and b men need to be nicer to men yeah 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 for sure they need to and I, I grew up with what you mean about making fun about not getting it up maybe yeah I mean honestly I gotta admit guys don't talk about it at all my, my, my friends did what about you yeah. about not getting it up they were, yeah they would joke yeah cause I think I mentioned it once by mistake oh you horrible, mentioned it terrible me. horrible move guys if you have a fucking if that problem keep that shit to yourself until your friends are emotionally mature at like I don't know 68 okay <laughs> tell them then but wait until right, well, let me tell you my story yeah. about that right okay. so yeah. I, it's happened to me a time time over the years you know I got, I, got, I got loads of funny stories, but this is how I ended up writing a routine about it, right? So I was with this, uh, was with this girl. She's an actress, but I'm not going to name her, but nice. I, could, I could put a face to this story, but I'm not going to. It's good. Um, and yeah. uh, it's not. I wish. I wish I was. She likes comedians. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, she, oh, we dated a long fucking time before we had sex, you know, and she was very, like, she liked talking a lot about her previous partners, and she was very like vocal, but in a kind of like intimidating way, which I think was probably deliberate by her. It's kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's not a judgment on her. Uh, so anyway, it was a big buildup. I was feeling a lot of fucking pressure. Exactly, buildup, man. A lot of pressure, which I, I I don't even do the full length of the routine. I literally have like a twenty minute routine about all this, but a lot of it has to do with the buildup. We'll up cut there. in the routine, and then you guys can yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, when the day came that it was happening, we started having sex in the in my living room. But she was getting paranoid about somebody coming home. She'd be like, "Let's go upstairs." And like in the interim, it's like any a lot of guys will tell you like if you have to fucking stop for a second, go back. Sometimes it can be hard to fucking rev, over, it, all, bro. rev it all back up again, you know. So suddenly it was just like not happening. I was like, of all the fucking women, because like to me in my mind, I built it up in a head like this one's now like she's a real fucking mm-hmm. expert, you know, and. Uh, so it just didn't happen. It wasn't a big deal. It's not the first time it happened to me. Whatever. I just dealt with it in whatever way I fucking dealt with it. But I was really disappointed because yeah. I didn't want it to happen with her. So That's the next day, I'm at the, I'm at the Ivy Gardens. I'm at the, the, the Vodafone Comedy Carnival. Or maybe it was the Carlsberg Comedy Carnival at that time. I can't remember how many years ago this was. But this in Ireland? Or it was in July in, yeah, in Ireland. Right? So I'm not going to say who, but I went up to a friend of mine. And I was like, let me ask you a question. Because I'd never admitted to anybody. You know? I was mm-hmm. like, let me ask you a question. You know, fucking having sex with someone you can't get up, and he goes, "Yeah, that happens to everybody." I was like, "It does!" <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, "Fuck it up!" I can't believe it. So anyway, long story short, I then I couldn't wait to fuck her again because I had to let her know that I could fucking do it, you know. But anyway, that's that's why I wrote the routine. I wrote the routine because of that moment, which I, it was a fuck, it was a while. Actually, it was two thousand nine. It was two thousand nine because the first time I did that routine about not getting up was actually in the show about my dad. I, I used to sort of segue into this routine. But uh, that was liberating to realize, oh, shit, guys should just... So that's why I... I the reason why I said I'm going to do the routine is because you know that like 70% of the guys you know, it's like, oh, fuck. I actually thought I was... Yeah. I thought like, I was impotent. 100%. It happens to a lot of dudes. The more I talk about it, the more I see other dudes be like, oh, shit, yeah, that's happened to me. And they're like happy that I'm talking about it. And the fact that I'm like so open about it, they're like, oh, shit, all right, yeah. And the thing is, some dudes think it makes them less of a man, but... If it's happening to most dudes, then it makes you more of a man because it's the majority of dudes. Yeah, it happens from time to yeah. time. And then it's kind of a compliment to the woman if you're that nervous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I fucked one of the girls I was with. I remember it wasn't working. And I said, 
sorry, I was like, this happens sometimes, especially if I really care about the girl. I was like, if I don't give a shit about her, usually it's not that big of a deal. And I was trying to be like, tell her that I cared about her, but all she heard was that it works with girls that you don't care about. And I was like, I, I know, like, that's not what I'm saying, dude, but I get it. So, Guys, just say the first part. Don't say that it works. Because yeah. <laughs> that is something else. Like when I'm with girls that I really didn't give a shit about, it would be better. Again, because my brain was like, all right, well, even if it doesn't work, like who cares? You know what I mean? It's like a smoke show. You're like, I got, you know what I mean? Because part of you is like, I can't believe I, like, like I'm, she's having sex with me. Like, what the hell? And then but if it's a girl that you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Then you're like, all right, it's fine. But I do think I, I think it's great in the in, in the routine that I do. I, I say like for women, you have to realize like it's not you, it's the guy or whatever. Yeah, but no, uh, I think it's good for women to just realize that it's not it's not a big deal. Every now and then it is her, but whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean I never blame the no, I, I never blame the woman. I think sometimes like if a woman's not that experienced, they they won't. Or, or like, I guess you know you can have a situation where. You know, a woman has just been with like only the most virile guys that are just like fucking rock hard twenty four seven, and then they just come to have this expectation that they don't need to like go at your one hundred percent, go at your your dick. You know, it's expected to like be, yeah. I mean, it not working for a dude. I like sometimes a girl's not going to get off because she's not that into the guy. So have you? You've never have you ever been with someone and then. You get there and you realize, oh shit, I'm not really that attracted to this person I thought I was, and now I'm not that into it. Yeah, after yeah. Like two and a half years of a relationship, <laughs> yeah, that fucking and then sucks, right? Six months still being like, no, yeah. yeah, that happens, of course, yeah. Yeah, it happens, and you go, okay, like whatever. But again, yeah, I mean, you never should never if you should never outwardly blame anyone because that's shitty to do, and also. Yeah, again. Oh, yeah. But that just yeah. comes back to communication, which we always talk about, which is like if you can, if you get to a situation where you realize you just need to communicate all the time. If you're somebody that needs like a lot of physical contact on your on your dick, then you For just sure. need to be clear about that. It's hard though, man. I've had girls give me a head and I don't know how to say like that doesn't feel good because you – Yeah, you don't are, offend them. Well, because you're you, – what you're trying to do is in long term help because you want to – have sex with them but like in the short term it's basically a rejection of what they're doing you're saying I don't like what you're doing even though you're like I'm trying to make it better it can still feel like oh this is a rejection yeah I yeah. I think no like I think you could definitely well I'm, I shouldn't speak for all women but I mean if you said hey I'd rather if you did this but that's you know you, you could kind of numb it a little like that oh can you do no, this no that's what I'm saying you have to find the certain oh words. right yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying well because yeah, like as so a guy I've had the other way around yeah. a girl be like I don't like that and then I had and then it felt like and I went oh no then you have to like go oh shit no 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 she's not about me it's like what I'm doing because like what you're doing is again not it gets back to the whole thing I said where we connect like our identity like with sex or I'm really good at sex I'm like great at that so then if you don't do it and she's like oh, I don't really like this then you're like oh shit well that means I'm bad it's like nah also any dudes listening and if it's not working for you just use it as a chance to get really fucking good at going down on girls because then they won't give a shit like you know what I mean if you're really good at going down on them they'll be like alright yeah try again that's cool you're gonna do this sweet yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're big My fans of going down on this podcast it's the best thing it. to do dude Oh. So let me ask you this. And, oh. So you, sorry. Well, I was just going to say there is definitely dudes listening because the past few weeks I've gotten in more and more questions from guys about dick issues and stuff. So this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What you, were you going to say? Uh, when you uh, with somebody in the early stage of a relationship or one uh-huh. night stand, do you admit to them that you've taken Viagra? Never. Do it on the sly. 
Always doing those. You're juicing. There's Larry David episode about that. You know that. Right? Hell yeah, man. You saw that one? I'm not. I've I've seen that, and I'm also I'm not ashamed of it. But people, I know girls can be weird about it, or they would maybe feel off. So like, I just don't feel like having that conversation with them. If they called me out, here's how I react. Like, imagine you're a girl, and you go, "Would you just, like? Do you just take like that?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm doing it so I can have sex with you better." If you're gonna be weird about that, I don't like. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not. Again, I, I don't think it, it's a performance-enhancing drug. I am 100% in favor of all performance-enhancing drugs, all right? Take them, dude. Okay? Jackie Fabulous was on the show with me in Vegas last week, and she's actually the first comedian. I mean, I think I've seen one or two women do quick jokes about, um, you know, a guy not getting it up, but she, was, she had a very funny routine about guys taking Viagra. Yeah. And her, her opinion was that, Guys need to admit. She's like, I don't care if you want to take Viagra, but you need to admit it, because like sometimes guys don't admit it. It's like a couple of days ago he was all like not into it, not happening, and then, and then suddenly three days later he's like he like fucks me once, and fifteen minutes later he's like, you want to go again, baby? It's like you fucking don't even don't yeah, even yeah, fucking you're don't, you're don't even pretend that you didn't fucking take something. Oh, bro, I'm talking about it, man. When I take that shit, I can fucking drill holes in the walls, right? Like <laughs> I'm killing it, okay? But yeah, I mean. Now, how would you feel, Katie, if a guy, if, uh, if a guy said, I want to take some Viagra because oh, I just want to... Oh, I suggested to the guy who, it was, who was struggling getting up to take Viagra. I was like, maybe maybe that would help. And he was See, like, See, but there's no. a fucking stigma with it because we only saw commercials about it with old dudes pushing f- dogs on tire swings taking Viagra to, like, make them happy. No, I actually... I, yeah. I, I've suggested that there should be a new campaign, which is... Uh, with me, man! No, well, <laughs> I, I suggested there should be a new campaign, which is like... Hey guys, you know, gonna have sex with somebody for the first time? You know, you're probably gonna be a little nervous. Take the nerves out of it. Take a half of Viagra. Who yeah. gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. I've heard, <laughs> heard, beta blo- heard beta blockers are cool too, and they're taking. Oh yeah, out, that's good because that takes oh. away the anxiety. Eat right? a banana. Yeah. That's Eat a, a, a natural beta blocker. I am gonna look at my phone just to see if there was any questions that I wanted to ask you. That's why I was. Well, that, that's a good idea, but you're lying because you were looking at text. Yeah, but only pulled it up. My text came up. <laughs> but I only pulled it up it's to so look funny at the phone. So funny to see Des be like, Yo, "Oh yeah, so these dick issues." Okay, yeah, no, just because. Oh, yeah, so I took, took some screenshots, screenshots, but there was, like, physical... Oh, a massive thing when I was researching was uh, uh-huh. smoking. They say smoking really smoking affects Smoking cigarettes, it. definitely. See, that was also the issue with this, was that I would go look at all the things that would uh, be like, oh, this could be doing it, this could be doing it, and, like, I didn't do any of them. It was like, I didn't smoke, I didn't smoke weed, I didn't drink ever, I worked out almost every single day, like, did all these things to try and be healthy, so I was like, sick, well... None of the stuff. I'm doing nothing to hurt it, and it's still not happening. I will say I, I go to the sauna now like because I have one in my gym, and I know it's not easy for everyone to use, but when I do it, seems it seems to get the blood flowing a little bit better. Maybe a little – guys, if a girl's coming over, do some, some butterfly stretches right before. Just yes. open up the groin area a little bit, you know, <laughs> get the blood pumping, eat a banana. You'll be but ready. I, I also think that – because. So in this routine, I do a joke about how, like, you know, the first time it happened to me, it was like, oh, fuck, I'm impotent. You know, this sense of, like, oh, shit, this is, like, a thing that I have. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I was kind of attacking you on the my, the, my dick doesn't work thing mm-hmm. is that that in itself creates more anxiety. Of this oh, for sure. Of, oh, shit, now I have a condition. Well, that's been and, me for the past 10 years. Which yeah. is what, one of the reasons why I don't even like the term, like, erectile dysfunction. Because like, yeah. even I've noticed sometimes we've had women on the podcast, and they'll say, I was with a guy who had ED. ED and it's like, yeah. well, did he have ED, or did he just not get it up one time, you know? And, like, so once you get into a scenario where you think you have a thing, then it'll always be on your mind. It's that you're creating mm-hmm. this, um, 
But I understand that your situation. I know, is, yeah, no, but I know what you're saying. It's like when someone classifies themselves and they go like, "I have anxiety. I have high anxiety." Then you tell yourself that. Look, you might have it, but when you tell yourself, "This is who I am," then your brain starts to go, "This is the pathway I am." So th- this is what this is how I see. That's my paradigm. That's how I live life. So if you go, I have ED, then your brain goes, okay, that's a reality. So that's how we're going to live. Instead of you going, sometimes I get performance anxiety. And ED is like, if even if you tried to jerk off, it wouldn't work. Okay. That's fucking ED. That's really ED, yeah. right? And yeah. dudes, guess what, man? If you have that, again, who gives a fuck, bro? First of all, embrace that shit. It's not a big deal. Go talk to someone. I know. Take if some you have shit. a gluten allergy, there's no shame. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, oh, oh I have a gluten allergy. Everyone's like fucking putting them on a pedestal. Be like, oh shit, my dick doesn't work. People should be fucking putting you on a pedestal too. Honestly, it's not a big deal. For a big part of this that I've found is like... I don't want to use the term loving yourself because that people say that and it's whack as fuck. But accepting who you are and embracing it and being like, yeah, I'm a human. I, I have fucking issues. And can I just say as well, like if worst case scenario and your dick's never going to work again. We mm-hmm. already did the butt episode and then most the women. Episode? Or like as in just let. The butt Arse, play with your get, let them play with your the arse, arse. Oh, and yeah. then you know women most women are satisfied with eating out or like get, grab Fingers. a dildo for her yeah. there's so many other things dildo, for yeah. sexual pleasure she's so. a vibrator dude I remember my last relationship we brought in a vibrator to use that shit made life so much easier yeah me too because whenever she was worried about oh like I can't come I'd be like well just use that and then mm-hmm. she would get out of her head and then in a minute and I'd be like alright well I can come to them. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're a fan of using the toys on this episode. I yeah. used toys in my last relationship for the first time ever. It was great. So interesting. But Des is so like low key about it, and then just like yeah, love butt stuff, love <laughs> using vibrators. And well, because we do this every week. Yeah, no, yeah. no. We're, we're a sec- you go. It's I don't have Ronch. You get on the podcast. We get Ronch. It's but a sex podcast. So I don't know how Ronch you guys. No, get. I'm just saying it's yeah. a sex podcast. So, so it's, a, it's a safe space. All right, so I feel very safe. I think this was really important. Uh, the psychology. Are the psychological causes of erectile dysfunction, depression, anxiety, other me- mental health conditions, stress, relationship problems due to stress, pure, sorry, poor communication. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So I think if you're bad at communicating what's going on and back to the communication thing, they also said this online. So you just got to just openly talk. And yeah. And if help. you're sad or also a big thing is a lot of people can't have as good of a sexual connection if they don't feel some kind of emotional connection to people. We've been, like, told this because of movies and TV and shit. Like, oh, the lot, everyone, you know, people go out and have one-night stands and, like, that's a totally normal thing. And then some people, that's not a reality for them. Well, listen, the reality is every time people have sex yeah. on TV, they fucking, they, they take off their pants and they're having sex within two seconds. Like, it, it's never difficult to get in uh, on TV. Also, there's no one ever pulls a condom out. Yeah. Or yeah. no one ever goes like, have you been tested? Yeah. yeah. And they just like whip off their, they whip off their, their underwear and then they're up against the wall fucking. It's like, yeah. really? You were, you were able to do that standing up just like that? I and, don't think so. And just for the stats, I only have it for the UK, but a recent study in the UK concluded that half of men in their 30s struggle to get or maintain an erection so uh, and more than uh, a third of men under 30 How reported many? a third yeah, uh, no. uh, go fuck yourself he was about to make, <laughs> his, go uh, make funny erections report well you just turned all the Irish audience listeners on you <laughs> no. hey guys I love the accent um, okay. reported um, that they effect, were affected by ED so that's a lot you know so and that's men 30 and under so yeah that's well that's good. the whole thing about him is though like a lot of dudes under 35 or having problems with it and they don't want to talk about it yeah yeah and i understand they want to make money yeah i mean and they're right these dudes are gonna but even the thing with 
I know that it's still something that people are worried about because their whole advertising, they go, we'll ship it to you into in discrete packaging so no one will know. You know, it's like, okay, that's cool. But also, that shit should be just as accepted as someone getting birth control or getting Prozac or something. Yeah, you know but what I mean? listen, yeah. no woman is delighted when her birth control disc pops out on the table. I For mean, there, sure. is, there is always going to be a, a, a sense of discretion when it comes to sexual things. 100%. But we're moving. See, the shift, okay? Old, never we'll worry about it. And now the young, we're like, yeah, birth control. Fucking Viagra for ten dollars a pill, right? <laughs> you feel it, Des? Yeah, but it's analysis paralysis. <laughs> this is the problem. For all the, the freedom problem. comes more analysis. You're more right. Analysis less more anxiety. freedom. Now you're right. Exactly. More anxiety. There were the anxiety levels. But sorry, did you have? Did you have um, questions? I um, no. It was just. I thought you said you had stuff from guys messaging in about dick problems. Oh, um, people. Well, that was more just to suggest to you. One was about a uh, guy not guys not coming. Um, oh, I heard about that. Guys not being able to come with a girl. Yeah, they yeah. asked, could we talk about that? Um, you guys talk for two seconds and I'll go have a quick look. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. I, I, I mean... Dr. Drew... I just meant in general that guys, guys are messaging in about... Oh, right, Wanting yeah. to know about stuff. Guys oh, okay. not being able to come with girls is... I've heard someone talk about it and the guy has to like pull out at the end and like do it himself. And... I mean, I, I, I've done that, but only if it's like trying to do like fun. the fourth time in the one night. Yeah, true, Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's just, yeah, you're just not, you know, if I did it. that, you know, I took a fucking half a Viagra if that's happening, I'll tell you that. Right yeah, right. four <laughs> times in one night, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, oh my God. Even twice, I'm like, all right, man, can we, like, go to sleep? I gotta, I gotta get up early and, read, like, read about stocks. No, yeah, I can't I speak about that, that not getting, guys not being able to have an orgasm thing. Oh, well, and one guy messaged in just as well about, like, um, learning more about sex stuff, you know, like, um, how hard it is to learn from, learn from porn but would love if there was like a, a sort of a YouTube about actual real sex yeah like porn there is do not use porn for oh, anything oh there is there was that thing that you sent we me had fucking Thomas Whitfield on there what is it yeah, and oh, then yeah. there's oh my god yes oh, oh my god, oh my god yes, yes is for, yeah. is like it's yeah. a it's favorite towards like how to make girls like yeah. feel pleasure right but I mean a simple Google search of like ways to improve your sex life there i mean there's definitely stuff there's out there there's gonna be a lot of clickbait on that though don't you think no but i, I mean listen there's definitely stuff out there like since i started 100%. doing this podcast i i've been shocked at the amount of things that i've that i've learned people about. feel like ashamed even to research it but ed had been a question as well talking yeah. about ed so i'm glad we're talking about ED, it there was, oh, or performance anxiety I was, uh, I was gonna think about oh well i mean i think the biggest thing is like get therapy man the, like I know you guys probably talk about that too like on this podcast a lot get a therapist talk to a therapist and you know what it's the it's easier now than it is ever to get one and it's cheaper too I use something called BetterHelp they're not like they're, they don't sponsor me it's and I tell them I, I apply for financial aid and it's like $112 a month a month and I get to talk to them four times once a week on the phone it's not in person but I do it on the phone it's great I get to lay on my couch I'm alone and it's helped me fucking tremendously, dude. And mm. so if you feel weird about getting therapy, you have to realize that 
like question why you feel weird about it. It's, you know, whatever, going to the gym, whatever. It's the most helpful thing for me with this has been going to therapy I, more than anything else. I heard the great the greatest like um advice for that. I was I've never been to therapy, but I definitely need to go. But someone mm-hmm. said to me, Will you go for massages for your back? Why don't you go for a massage for your brain? Yeah. yeah. And I think I was so I was afraid that if I go I'm gonna open up a lot of things I've blacked out from you don't want to think a about lot it. of yeah. people feel that that's why they're scared, scared to talk about it. Terrified. But all those things are like Helpful. There's been times when I didn't want to do therapy and I almost canceled and then I did it and then we talked about some shit and I'm like, oh damn, this is why I didn't want to do it because I didn't know consciously but subconsciously I didn't want to talk about some shit and it came up and that's why I didn't want to do it. Well, when the pain of not doing something about it is greater than the pain of oh doing gosh. something about it, then you will do it. Guys, Des is that's so the, wise. That's the motivator mm-hmm. behind that, Katie. Because, you know, in the, in the world of AA and all that stuff, a lot of people say, I'm afraid of stirring something up that I won't be able to handle. But it's actually very rare that people won't be able to handle it. And, in fact, you know, essentially all it is is fear of change. 100%. Because fear of change people are very thing. comfortable in, you know, what you know, the devil you know. Yeah. But the truth is that you could liberate yourself from stuff that's holding you back. Yeah, I And also coming to terms with the fact that like you have flaws and coming to terms with that and being okay with it like AA and stuff you know you're like oh I fight it's much easier to like just keep drinking than to be like oh I fucked up and I fucked up these relationships and now I have to go back and whatever step it is apologize to all of them and then humble myself to do that like that's hard dude but no but it's even you know sometimes like well just I'm just gonna use Katie as an example but sometimes, well, just in the sense of you're free, you think, oh, my life is good, everything's good, I've, I've dealt with everything. Why am I going to go back and stir something up that's going to fucking suddenly yeah, exactly. make me unhappy? Mm-hmm. But the assumption is that it's going to be a negative result, mm-hmm. which is more often than not not the case. It's long, maybe long, it's short-term negative, long-term positive. Well, it's like breaking up with someone. Well, for like my... Sorry. No, no, it's fine. For Oh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I know. I just got to do it. Um, no, but for my case, I guess it's like you're happy. Everything's going well. It is exactly what does say. You're afraid. Mm-hmm. But then I know for a fact that I need to stir up that stuff because even though I'm happy, it's still affecting my life. There's still things, you know, like I attract a certain type of man and that has for something sure. to do with my childhood. I... I maybe affects what kind of decisions you make and you're not even aware of it. I think so. I think it's efficient. I think I, I need to just get over that kind of... There is, there, and there's something to feeling... This is going to sound really bad, what I'm about to say, but it feels like being a little weak or whatever, but actually it's probably stronger just to go and talk. Oh, you still have that judgment about weakness, right? Yeah. Which is very common. For myself, I hate feeling like a victim or whatever. It's why I've ended up in maybe slightly abusive relationships and not realized because I've been like, I don't want to... Yeah, and that's something I need to... But it's like the strongest thing you can do is say, hey, there's something wrong with me, I need to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people feel like weird about like, being a victim or whatever, but it's all part of helping and, and getting... I mean, dude, I still have, like... I, I think like, it's very common in Ireland. Like, uh, the, 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 oh, Ireland, openness, yeah. I think there's more openness to the concept of going for help in the United States. It's getting way better and it's changing, but I think... In Ireland, you will find more people being feeling like, oh, it's weak. Or, you don't you talk know, about your yeah. Well, just that yeah. you're, you know, like, I don't want to get on the pity pot. You yeah. just have to fucking deal with it. Which just I, get yeah, on with my, it. My family, get on with it. Yeah, exactly. My family was like that. My Irish Catholic were very much like that. Just don't, you know, don't complain. My grandma, grandpa never complains. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I even still feel, I even feel embarrassed sometimes now telling people, like, hey, what are you doing today? And it's like, I have therapy. 
I'm better about it now, but I used to even feel I used to just lie and be like, oh, I have an appointment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't want them to go like, because oh, people associate therapy with, oh, what's wrong with you? But like, dude, there's something wrong with all of us always. We all are dealing with shit. So why are we worried about it? I don't know. I'm still, I like chicks that kind of treat me like shit. I don't know why. I'm still, but whatever. For right now, 26, I can ride that out for a couple more years and then finally come to terms with it. And it's kind of fun for right now. So it's all good. But yeah, eventually I got to go, all right, I should have someone that respects me and doesn't neg me all the time. Mm. But Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, we're never going to sort it all out. But. Yeah. That's what, that's what being a human is. You know? Tiger Woods has a swing coach. I mean, Tiger Woods like best golfer in history. What a, what a great and that's such a good analogy. But he still has an outside observer look at his swing because sometimes you can't you can't be an objective observer about your own shit. That mm. someone I remember I brought up therapy to someone and they go, they were like, I don't believe in therapy because therapists have their own therapists. And I was like, that's such a stupid way to think about it. But I know other people use that logic because they go. How can it work if the therapist is using another therapist? And it's like, human? Well, they, they're just making sure that they're good. They don't yeah. want to pass on any of their own shit to you. Yeah. Also, a coach can be an amazing coach and then not play basketball. Perfect. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you can help other people deal with their shit and then you're still coming to terms. It's just, it's just not a logical. It's a fallacy. People, like, it's, a, yeah. it's a point that they think makes sense, but it doesn't. I love I, I love the show Lucifer because he's the devil and he has a therapist. I was like, this is great. Also, is that like, yeah, I don't know. Thomas Whitfield spoke about it as well. Just all that stuff from childhood or whatever that you you don't even realize affects you. So yeah, no, I think. And when you talk about it, you will realize it. Like I've said shit and I'm like, oh fuck. You just need a soundboard. Probably, I've been yeah. like that since I was eight. Oh shit. And then I've said it, and then I forget, and then three week, three months later, I'm like. Oh, shit, we talked about this three months ago. Yeah, it takes, I don't know. Listen, golf is actually a metaphor for everything in life, just so you guys know. I don't talk a lot about it, but like... Do you talk about golf a lot? It's amazing. I don't. I'm I'm using it right now. I'm coming out as a golfer. As a golfer, okay. Not as anything else. He's not coming out as a golfer, though, because the clothes you wear say that you're a golfer sometimes. You have, like, nice polo shirts and stuff. He's wearing Well, if I'm posting when I'm playing golf. uh, What sport would we say the the shirt is? Listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is that often, you know, because golf is a very mental game. Oh, okay. yes. And your, your game will start to go to shit, and you'll think, oh, God, what am I doing wrong? And 50% of the time, you're doing exactly what you always did. And it's only when somebody goes, oh, you're doing that. And you're like, fuck, I'm still doing that. I literally have been sitting here the last three months saying, I'm not doing that, and I'm doing it. Yeah. Because it's very easy to go back into your comfort zone and not realize you're doing it again yeah. so that's why you need somebody 100%. to check your swing check guys okay fuck getting a therapist get a swing coach no okay? it's a metaphor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm very dumb and so I go alright I don't need a therapist I need a swing coach my, my dad is my swing coach so if I ever want to get out of a relationship and I know it's going it's like bad I'll like tell him so that I'm too embarrassed to stay in it because I've been in some like really because I'm very comfortable with violence and anger yeah yeah because i grew up you know with some weird but so yeah so you need a swing coach i like it i like it that's a good yeah you need a swing coach 
That's a it's a good way to think about it. You, know? you need a swing coach probably other than your your dad. Yeah, yeah. I say he's not a totally yeah. objective observer because he's definitely not objective they, they, at all. They, you know, he, he loves you deeply and the he's clearly an amazing dad. Yes, and you know maybe sometimes you need somebody who just has one degree of separation from you know knowing everything about you. True. What happens when you're annoyed with your dad? You can't complain. But about you don't it. need. I'm not, uh, listen, I'm not saying you need to go for a therapy. No, I do. I know this but, about but, myself. But I think it's important. I'm excited when you say I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to. You know you know stir stuff up i always think that's a good motivation to do it yeah and hey man some people get worried about like meeting the therapist the one i do i never have to meet her all i have to do is hear her voice so and when you listen to last week's app here we go she actually got into hypnotherapy because she was looking for a solution to the fact that she could orgasm herself but couldn't orgasm with somebody else. That was actually her motivation. So you, I, I'm not saying that you're going to become a hypnotherapist or a therapist, but what I'm saying is that you, who knows what you will unlock from the journey. So does hypnotherapy really work? Like she's, you got to listen. I, I, I'm not speaking okay, on Okay, because I used it a long time ago and it didn't. I was also younger and I didn't feel like it fully took hold. But if you believe this type of therapist and. Guys, well, I know, I'm not, I'm not I know actually, we plugged last episode like 16 times already, <laughs> but I'm going to watch it and I'm going to plug it right now. Have a listen, yeah. 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 So, uh, no, but uh, I'm I, I, I not saying that it works. I'm just saying that, that her desire to deal with her problem led her to actually like a new phase in her life. So you just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. I agree. You never know what, yeah, what no. uh, the, the adventure of trying to uncover things about yourself will yeah. lead you. Does you have a therapist or are you good? Right now, no, but I'm... 24 years sober. I've done a lot of the old soul searching, you know? Oh, yeah. I've done it all, man. That seems Holotropic breath work. Oh, yeah. Therapy. Fucking Buddhist retreat centers. Oh, you've done Buddhist retreats? Have you done silent retreats? Uh, I haven't done a full silent retreat, no. But they do them in the place I used to go to, the Jogjambera in West Cork. You which I always recommend as a great... I don't meditate every day at the moment, no. But I've had phases of my life where I meditate all the time. I started doing when it. When I was your age, I meditated a lot. That's <laughs> what I'm doing it a lot, man. I you like know, it. Now I'm just a fucking jaded 43-year-old, you know? He's, he's, uh, well, you got a great voice, man. You just should. jaded. I'm you sick s- of it all. You seem pretty okay. You're no. sick of it at 40, dude. You got 40 I'm more joking. years. I'm joking. I can't. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I never know with Des. He's like looking out the window. He's very no, sick. I'm, not looking at the I'm thinking about my next question. No, I know. I, now I'm looking I at the fact that. that we've been talking for one hour and 18 minutes. We're done. Too We're long. Done. We're, We're done, Katie. I have no more, I have no more questions. Uh, I think you had kind of covered whatever I was going to ask anyway. So great. That's great. That's kind of it. Thank you so much. And thank you for being so candid. Of course. Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. I mean, just follow me online, Dylan J. Paladino. And if you guys like podcasts, You'll find mine on there, and uh, we don't talk about... What's it called? It's called We're All Psychos, all right? We kind of talk about this shit. We talk about we all have our own issues, and we talk them, we talk them out. We'd be candid about what, it. What's your Instagram? Dylan J. Palladino, P-A-L-L-A-D-I-N-O, and Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, not D-I-L-L-O-N, which is like kind of in the UK. They spell it like that. We, no, we'll tag is, you on it, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. and you have some funny videos on there. For sure, yeah, I got so. some good videos. Yeah, yeah. I'll pro- if, if Des will do it, I'll probably have him on on YouTube, Katie, as well. No yeah. problem. We'd love yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Katie, what, what, what are we doing next week? Do we have something organized already? Um, we have, uh, what date is it? I think we have Tori and her mum next That's week. next week, right? Uh, yeah, that's next week, because that's June. Next, next week is June 1st, around about then. Yeah, so June 2nd. Yeah, we have Tori and her mum. That's a Monday. 
some um uh no maybe i think we're doing it on sunday i'll have to just double check oh yeah we're gonna have to change that but, but anyway, yeah so if anybody has any questions oh just for, for even with, with tori and her mom about yeah so what yeah i was gonna say throw out like a, a subject on that so her and her mom have a podcast and they're very very open about um sex and dating her mom gives her a lot of advice about sex is a very healthy conversation um, yeah so i think people should should send uh, stories and questions about uh how you should talk to your parents and what what's the what what's the what should the dialogue be and then we're also recording an app with mike as well if all works out so oh. that'd be an app about marriage and long-term relationships. yeah we need to we need to look after our listeners that are in long-term relationships because we've been banging out about one night stands and all random sexual experiences you know i have a really good article i read about long-term relationships that i read after i broke up with my girlfriend that i sent anyone who's in them i'll send it to you but it's like this guy uh, he sent out an email to his he had a big ass email list and he was like anyone who's been in a relationship for more than 20 years or 15 years tell me what you guys think are the best things and he uh, compiled it all together and gave like a list of 10 oh, things oh do send that to us and before. they're pretty insightful it mm. made me realize I couldn't be in a relationship because I was like I'm not willing to do all of these so I can't do that right now I'm excited thank good. you Dylan yeah. thank you so much for your time and you have a f- great penis everybody has great penises Thank you. and there's no pressure <laughs> what, what a great way to end a podcast this is where a girl tell me you have a great penis that's yeah, amazing a great penis you know Des too I'm gonna take God. a picture of your hard penis to show <laughs> everybody that it works sometimes <laughs> it's not as big of a deal if you only want to have a one night stand with him it'll work more so. yeah exactly <laughs> you think you're somebody that he doesn't give a fuck about yeah, that no, I highly definitely. recommend having a sexual experience with him <laughs> we'll fuck it'll be great okay you know, he's nice. looking for a, he's looking for a, a a deal with hims hims.com yeah hims for advertising hims. very com. hard for hims.com yeah. advertising very hard all over the new york subway system <laughs> they are and i'm bursting for a wee so all our podcasts finished with somebody going for a oh piss my God, I've been well listen while i'm here i'm just going to finish it off to save me saying so it makes you go go ahead go pee katie that's eight k at katie boyle comic going for a pee there mm-hmm. and her on instagram uh i'm at des bishop on instagram contact the shift at gmail.com if you have any feedback we'll be back next week with another episode every hump day every wednesday thank you so much for listening to the shift good day planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.